What is going on, crafters? Welcome back to another episode of Dig Straight Down with me, your host, Rebel JC. <laughs> if this is your first time tuning into the podcast, I want to welcome you here. I want to give you a nice, warm welcome. This is a podcast all about Minecraft updates. So if you like uh, news about Minecraft updates that are coming to the game, so for instance, the 1.21 update has been announced and we've been seeing snapshots about it. If you like that kind of stuff, but you also like to think about things that could come to the game that haven't been announced. Maybe you like to theorize about the future of the game. Maybe you like to uh, think about, oh my gosh, if this thing were added to the game, I would just love it. If that is also what you like, this is the podcast for you because those two things, that's what we talk about here. We talk about updates that are coming to the game. We talk about updates that we want to come to the game or that would just be fun to imagine. Uh, So I'm glad you're here. So we're going to kick this episode off with the the favorite Q&A segment, everybody's favorite segment. (laughs) Um, Actually, I don't know if this is everybody's favorite segment. If you don't like the Q&A segment, let me know. I'm not going to guarantee that it's going to go away anytime soon. Probably won't. Um, But hey, if I get like 100 or something emails saying, yeah, we don't like it, then I might consider it and and maybe replace it. So uh, just send me your thoughts and your opinions to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com. But anyway... That being said, we're going to go ahead and get into the Q&A segments where I like to shine the spotlight on the creativity, the imagination, the thoughts of you guys, the listeners. So a few episodes ago, I asked you a question and I said, pick one structure that we should find the vault in, in addition to the chambers. Why does that structure need the vault? Now, of course, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the vault block is a new block that has been announced for Minecraft. It's going to appear in the new structure called the Trial Chambers. The vault is essentially a loot chest that you unlock with a special trial key. Uh, It is a one per Uh, player kind of situation. So if you unlock it one time and you get the loot that's out of it, you can't go back and get any more loot out of it. But someone else could go behind you and get loot for themselves. There's always going to be one turn per per player on your world, uh, a chance to get stuff out of the vault. So that's essentially what the vault is. Um, And I, uh, I have said in the past that this needs to appear in more than just the chambers. There's a lot of structures in the game that need this, in my opinion. And I wanted to hear your thoughts on this. The arch villager says the underwater ruins, they are very crude as of now and don't have much loot. So a vault would be found in them for the lore it has fallen out of a ship that just looted the trial chambers. That's actually kind of a cool idea is things that have fallen out of a ship. So we obviously have the shipwrecks and we have this kind of story, this lore that ships would go and travel to the seas in the world of Minecraft. Maybe stuff fell overboard or maybe they were just in the in the um, in the ruins to begin with. Maybe the people who lived in those ancient towns that are now under the water had these things just in their homes. I like this idea a lot. Coleman says we could add the vault to trail ruins. Their loot table, aside from pottery shards and armor trims, is kind of disappointing. As for lore, someone could have brought it back to be used by passing travelers of the trail after raiding a trial chamber. Again, a very interesting idea with some cool lore implications. Yes, Mango says... It should be in the Woodland Mansion because it would seem like the Illagers are hiding it. Oh, so maybe the Illagers found a trial chamber and they decided to bring one back with them. That's a cool idea. 
John Marshmallow says the in-ship. People just take the one Elytra and use it for themselves. New players on a server could never get an Elytra without buying it. And this is my top idea for where the vault needs to be found is in the end ship um, so that every member of a server can go to the same end ship and get elytra so there's far more elytra to be passed around now that might be sound surprising to, from coming from me as i my stance on the elytra is that it is uh kind of too overpowered and kind of ruins the game for certain features of the game anyway um but i don't hate the elytra um, I think the Elytra is fine. I just wish it were implemented in a different way. But regardless, this is something that I do think needs to change. And um, people should be able to get the Elytra a little bit easier. I just wish the Elytra itself was different as a feature. Doc says the Jungle Temple. It's really cool, but it needs to be rethought. Maybe adding the vault to the Jungle Temple would make it more popular. Keep up the great work. And yeah, this would be a great way to make those less popular structures that people even tend to ignore more popular. The Jungle Temple, a lot of people just kind of ignore it. Like the loot in the Jungle Temple isn't great. And usually you find the Jungle Temple once you've gotten a good bit of stuff. You know, you've you've gotten your share of diamonds. Unless you were actually spawning in a jungle, Jungle temples aren't that easy to find. And so, yeah, this would be a way to make jungle temples more popular. Brennan says, ocean monuments. Pretty good loot, sponges and gold, but people always mine it all up. So you could put, so you could put some out as blocks and some in vaults. James says, the stronghold. It's literally a structure that seems like it should have a vault. So the vault block could be a great addition. Blitz says, maybe the pillager outpost at the moment, I feel getting half a broken crossbow isn't really worth the effort of killing all those pillagers. Absolutely. Yeah, the reward of a pillager outpost is kind of very, you know, it's just not great. And unless you're making a pillager farm, which honestly is too much work because you're always being, you're, you're getting, you know, shot by pillagers all the time i do think something that would be a little bit better for the pillager outpost in the form of loot would be great silas says the dungeon should have it instead of normal chests the dungeon is so lackluster the vault would be a good addition energy turtle says strongholds it plays in with some of the theme of strongholds being safe also we need better loot in the strongholds and finally, Torben says the Jungle Temple. It tries to achieve that adventure feeling, but it would be better with things like the vault. And I agree. So, yeah, the vault needs to go in a lot of different structures. It doesn't need to just stay in the trial chamber. It needs to be found in other structures as well. Maybe one day they'll do this, even if not in this particular update. Maybe one day they will put the vault in some new structures. That would be that would be fantastic. Well, guys, thank you so much for these ideas. And if you want your ideas and thoughts to be read out on an upcoming episode, go to this episode on Spotify, or you can go to the Discord and you can interact with the Q&A posts there. And I'll do my best to read out as many of those as I can in a future episode. And speaking of the Discord, it is a great place to go and chat with other people who like to listen to the podcast and other people who like to play Minecraft and have opinions about Minecraft. If you want to talk to people about Minecraft and dig straight down and whatever else, you can go over to the Discord. The link is in the description of this episode. And guys, lots of great conversations already being had over there. Lots of people with really cool ideas for the game. They're just waiting for you to show up and, and interject your own opinions and your own ideas to what needs 
needs to be in the game and uh, participate in some of the challenges and some of the Q&A stuff that goes on there. Uh, so again, the link is in the description. And speaking of the challenges, the one block challenge of this week is going on. Of course, the theme for the one block challenge of this week is light levels. If you need a refresher on how to participate in the one block challenge, all the details are in the description of this episode. But again, I encourage you to go over to the Discord because that's where a lot of the challenges really coming to life because people are collaborating on ideas and throwing ideas back and forth and helping each other refine their ideas to be better. And if you want to do that and take part in that, just please go on over to the Discord. It's really, really fun. All right, guys, for the main discussion of this episode, it's going to be a little weird and a little different because it's not going to be very in-depth. Um, I was kind of inspired a few episodes ago. Somebody brought up the idea of rubies in Minecraft, and I thought, you know what? Um, having an idea about what rubies could actually do in Minecraft would be fantastic. In the earliest editions of the game, in the earliest days of Minecraft, there were no emeralds. There were rubies. And rubies were originally going to be the way that you um, traded with villagers. Villagers were not going to be interested in emeralds because they didn't exist. They were going to be interested in rubies. Now, why Mojang made the switch from rubies to emeralds, I don't know. My theory is that when they came out with redstone, they thought that the redstone ore resembled too much the ruby. Um, and so they made the change so there wouldn't be so much confusion. Also probably wanted to have a green gemstone in there just for visual sake. Um, so I I like the emerald. I think the emerald's great. I don't think that was a bad change, but the ruby still stands as one of those things that was in Minecraft at one point and now is not. And so we're left with the idea of what if the ruby was in Minecraft? What could it do? What would its function be? Would it be merely decorative or would it play a role? Now, I went down the list of mineable ores in Minecraft and sort of came up with the general uses for each one. And the thing is, none of them are just visual. There are All of them have some sort of feature or niche or use that the player uses them and utilizes them for. So let's go down this list and maybe we can see where Ruby can fit into this. And I do have an interesting idea for the ruby. So let's start here with lapis. Lapis, of course, you can do a lot of different things with it. It works as a dye for uh, blue, but also it is the ore that we use for enchanting. Enchanting requires using lapis as sort of the currency, as sort of the sacrifice that you make in addition to your experience points to um, to achieve enchanting on your gear, on your books, whatever you're trying to enchant, you need to use at least one lapis per enchanting session. So lapis is sort of a magical thing. It's associated with enchanting. It's associated with experience points because of course, when you mine it, you get quite a bit of experience points. So that's sort of the, the uh, niche and the role that lapis plays. It's kind of a spiritual, magical kind of ethereal ore. And then we have everyone's favorite, diamond. Now, diamond uh, is essentially used for crafting. Um, crafting gear and weapons. Um, it, that's what it's really used for. It's also used, I believe, in the crafting of... Um, now, correct me if I'm wrong, and I could 100% be wrong. Do you use diamonds in crafting beacons? Am I imagining that, or do you just have the weather star, you have obsidian, you have glass around it? 
for some reason, my mind wants to say that there's diamonds involved in that crafting recipe. There is diamonds involved in the jukebox. Um, there's one diamond involved in the jukebox. But so diamond just sort of kind of has this corner on its own where it's sort of, you know, gear, tools, weapons, armor, and then the jukebox. <laughs> and so like, there's not really a rhyme or reason to it other than good gear and good weapons um, and good armor. Uh, but then you have netherite on top of that being, you know, an augmentation on top of, um, a diamond. So I'm actually kind of lumping netherite in with diamond. So together, netherite and diamond, they give you really good tools, gear, and armor, but also netherite goes a step further. It gives you things like the lodestone. It gives you obviously the netherite block. Um, so yeah, to all together, the diamond sort of occupies that sort of, you know, jack of all trades crafting, um, ore. And then you have iron and iron sort of does the same thing. It's really a crafting, um, thing. You use it for uh, gear, tools, weapons, armor, and then you use it for a few other, uh, recipes such as the, uh, mine cart. You use it for chains. You use it for rails. You use it for, uh, the cauldron. There is a lot of things that you use iron for. It is essentially just used for crafting. And then you move on to copper and then things get a little bit more specific. Copper is a tech ore. You use it for lightning rods. You use it for the spyglass, very techy, tinkery kind of mechanical kind of things. And so that's what the copper does. And we can't forget about the copper golem that we would have had um, if it had won the mob vote. You would have made this thing out of copper and it would have fulfilled a technical use, pushing buttons. Um, so the copper ore is a technology focused ore. Also, redstone, of course, it's a technology-focused ore. The things that you can do with redstone, incredible. The things that you craft with redstone, all of them technical. And so redstone, it goes without saying, it is the technology ore of them all. Copper is just there to sort of do some augmentation kind of things. Speaking of augmentation, we have gold. Gold is there to make things better. Um, gold makes apples better. <laughs> gold makes carrots better. Gold makes rails better. <laughs> gold, gold makes the nether experience better if you're using, you know, if you're wearing gold armor. And of course, we use gold to barter with the piglins. So gold is there to make things better. It takes things, it, it just levels them up a little bit. So it is as an augmentation ore. Then we have emeralds. Of course, emeralds are just used for trading. You can make emerald blocks, but that's just for a storage, you know, and, and for and for decoration. Um, but emeralds are used for trading with villagers. Very handy. You do want them. You rarely mine them. They're very rare as an ore, but um, they are indeed uh, something that is only used for trading with the villagers. Then we have quartz. Quartz is another tech ore. Um, you use it to craft of a bunch of different things, but usually these things are redstone components. So it is redstone adjacent technology focused ore. Uh, then we have the amethyst and this is the last one. It's not technically an ore, but you do mine it. It is a gemstone anyway. Um, and amethyst focuses on frequencies and then you use it to make the spyglass. So it's sort of like a glass thing, but it's really focused on frequencies. Um, you, 
it's highly decorative, but it can be used to change um, the skulk sensor to make it a calibrated skulk sensor, which of course is a really, really cool feature that we hardly ever see used. And I would like to see more people use it because it's a cool thing. But Amethyst is there to sort of tune into different frequencies and it has a highly decorative use. So that's sort of the Amethyst niche. Then we come to rubies and this is of course the one that is not in the game. So with all of these ores doing all these various different things in the game and in the world of Minecraft, what role could rubies you, uh, do? Um, I at first was thinking maybe rubies could do something bad. So maybe rubies is something that you see and you're like, Ooh, that would be really good to craft something and put in my friend's base as a prank because it's going to do something kind of negative. So instead of like a positive effect. So my first thought was maybe rubies could be sort of the undead or, and it would attract the undead and maybe zombies get more powerful in the presence of rubies. But then I was thinking, you know what? The applications for that there, there's a few, you know, mob farms, maybe uh, mob farm sorting, uh, pranks on multiplayer, that kind of thing. And that would be fun and all. But what about a more positive um, effect that would be more useful for single player? And here's what I come up with. Rubies are the ore that you want to use for nature-friendly projects. So I'm thinking about farming. So rubies is something that you will use to augment your farming um, experience. So one thing that we can do is make ruby infused food. And this would be like the same way we make gold food. So golden apples, golden carrots, uh, imagine that, but ruby. So ruby infused food can be fed to mobs and feeding it to mobs. And these are mobs that you can breed sort of like pigs and cows and anything else that you feed them a food and they have a baby. If you feed them ruby food, it increases the number of babies that are born, and it also increases the, the amount of experience that is dropped as a result. Um, and also, player as, as a player, you wouldn't be able to eat the ruby food. The ruby food is for the animals only. Um, in addition to this, the player could craft a ruby pillar block. Um, this would have a special effect so that trees within a certain radius of this block would regrow leaf blocks. So if you want to have a uh, fun kind of leaf farm, uh, you just have one of these ruby pillars in the middle of your tree grove and you just go in there with shears, cut all the leaves down, the leaves re regenerate, and then you just keep going and keep going and keep going. Uh, saplings will grow faster in the presence of a ruby pillar block, uh, which can work in tandem with bone meal so that you're conserving your bone meal. Passive and neutral mobs in the area around a ruby pillar will heal faster and take less damage. And then also things like, you know, the grass grows faster. It's just a very nature-friendly, nature-boosting sort of block. Also, the pillar would repel undead mobs because they are sort of the antithesis of nature. And so they would sort of repel zombies and skeletons and phantoms, which would honestly make rubies well sought after if they're repelling phantoms. And then we also have the ruby tag, which we, you would just use a name tag plus a ruby to make a ruby tag. Now, naming your pet with a ruby tag will allow them to heal faster and take less damage. So you have that 
normal ruby sort of um, effect that the ruby pillar has, but it's sort of mobile. It goes with them everywhere. The ruby tag will also enable your pet to repel all undead mobs. So while your cat is repelling creepers and phantoms, your dog is repelling um, skeletons, and your parrot is not really repelling anything. Finally, if all of these have ruby tags on them, they're repelling basically all the mobs. So even zombies don't want to come anywhere near you. So that would be something that would not only improve pets, but it would also improve um, just your experience and uh, with the undead mobs and repelling them as well. So guys, what do you think? Tell me what you think about my ideas for the Ruby. Email me your questions to digstraightdowncast at gmail.com because that brings us to the end of this episode. The music featured on this podcast was created by Miles Roxalot, and I've been your host, Rebel JC. Until next episode, keep digging straight down. I'll see you at Bedrock.